Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe teaches from the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. Verses 10 through 31 tonight. We're going to be talking about my wife tonight. (laughs) The virtuous wife. You know, in all sincerity, you know, I've I've been going through this and reading this, and, and I believe, you know, my wife does have many of these wonderful characteristics, these qualities. It says in verse 1 there, who can find a virtuous wife? And I mean, truly, I'm not just saying this to, you know, to brag on my wife, but my answer is, thank you, Lord. I believe I found a virtuous wife. And I really, truly believe that. And I know Todd's back there. He has his hand up. Look at everybody's waving his hand. He says, I found my virtuous wife also. And I'm sure if, you've, you know, if I brought her up here, you know, she would not stand up here and say, yes, you know, I'm the virtuous wife. That, you know, I, I know she wouldn't do that. Um, it's, it's not something that she would brag on herself. But I was thinking through that. Look at verse 28 before we get into the text. I, it's biblical that I stand up here and say that she's blessed or that I'm praising her. So look at verse 28. It says, her children rise up and call her blessed, but also check it out. Verse 28, uh, chapter 31 of Proverbs. It says, her husband also, in other words, stands up and calls her blessed. So I'm standing up here calling her blessed and praises her. So what I'm doing is very biblical, so you guys know. I wouldn't do it unless it was biblical. <laughs> I believe there's something for everyone in, this, in these verses. We can all glean off uh, this, these verses. The single men, you know, these are good qualities to look for in a woman if you're single. Um, if you look at these qualities and you see these in a woman, you might want to pray. You know, these might, you know, these are awesome qualities to have for a wife. So if you're single and you're a man, these are things that you might want to, you know, look at in a, a woman that you're considering to marry. Um, single women, these are qualities that you would want to have as uh, someday when you become a, a, a wife, that you would have these you know, virtues and these, these strengths. Married women, you... You know, obviously, these are things that you might want to look at and, and pray over and say, yes, you know, I, help me to be that, that wife that you've called me to be. And you can glean off of that. And then uh, even the men, the, the married men, you can pray for your wife for these qualities and, and ask if she doesn't have those qualities. Obviously, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to say, yes, my wife has all these qualities, every single one, and she's perfect. She's far from perfect. But uh, I'm very blessed to, to be able to go through this and say, wow, I have, a, I have a virtuous wife. I have a wife that fits many of these things, and it's a wonderful thing. It was funny today, because my wife knew I was going to be teaching on this. She goes, she goes, well, she says, I think you're the Proverbs 31 man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, honey, we're going a little too far now. <laughs> Before we get too far, I want to point out, uh, verses 10 through 31, it's considered an acrostic poem. So those of you that take notes, because uh, each verse begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So similar to uh, 
Psalm 119. It's an acrostic uh, psalm. This is an acrostic poem. So verses 10 through 31 uh, each begin with a, uh, with a su- successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So just for those that take note, with that as a long introduction and all, let's go to verse 10 if we can. And I'll read it and we'll get started. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Who can find a virtuous wife? The word virtuous means worthy, good, strong. And it's gonna, this, the rest of this chapter is going to break down what a virtuous wife is. It's going to give you, you know, all these characteristics of a virtuous uh, wife, a virtuous woman. But if you take note, it's, it's, a, it's a woman that's, that's good, that's godly, that's strong, that's you know, worthy of praise because God's working in her life. For a man to find a virtuous wife, notice that she's of greater value than you know, fine jewelry. And so our key word for those that are taking notes, if you can, verse 10, she's priceless. She's priceless. If someone was to offer me, and you know, I was thinking about this this morning, someone was to come up to me and said, you know, I want to give you $100 million for your wife, you know, I would have to say, sorry. And then they'd say, well, maybe $200 million, but not, not $100 million. But it's priceless. I wouldn't even think about it. You know, think if, if you, you know, in marriage and all that, you know, who would even think of selling you know, a spouse that you have that you love. It, you know, I, there's probably some guys here saying, I'll take 10 bucks. You know, take it over. Some would say, I'll pay you, please. <laughs> but when you find a virtuous woman, it's, there's no price tag on that. So our key word, verse 10, she's priceless. She's priceless. Verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain. The trust, so she's, our key word, she's trustworthy or faithful. Before I was married, I was engaged to my wife and we had a short engagement and all. And the weirdest thing, something popped in my head. I I thought about if, I had a terrible, before I knew Jesus Christ, my life was bad. I was, I was terrible. I was, you know, living in the world to the fullest. And a, a thought came in my head. I, I thought if my wife was to, to meet somebody of my past and they would come up to her and say, oh, I bet I know things about your husband that you don't know. And I thought through that. I thought I would never want that. I, I wouldn't, would not want anyone to know me better than my wife. She's my best friend and she should know everything about me. So as I was kind of thinking through that, I thought, you know what? I'm going to, as much as this might hurt, as much as this might be difficult for her to swallow, I'm going to tell her all the garbage of my past to let her know, you know, who I was before I knew Jesus Christ. Because again, I never wanted anyone to go up to her and tell her, I know this guy better than you do. And it was kind of difficult, you know, going through some of the things. And then she went through and she, you know, told me some of the garbage in her past before she knew the Lord. And I didn't realize what was taking place. But what happened was, is we have such a great trust for one another through that. Because it, it built like a trust for us. We don't keep secrets. We don't hide things. We don't try to, you know, hide things from each other and, and all that kind of stuff. We, we bring things out in the open and we deal with truth. 
There's no secrets. There's no darkness. There's no nothing. There's, you know, I have a bad dream. I think something bad. I'll tell her just to say, wow, you know, it's terrible what I just, you know. And it's just, and there's something about having that trust. There's such a stability. And I can tell you, before I knew Jesus Christ, before I was a Christian, I don't think I trusted any of my past relationships. And I think the biggest reason, because I wasn't trustworthy. But being in a relationship and having that trust, there's, there's such a strength in that. And a, a virtuous wife, a virtuous woman, she's trustworthy. She's, she's faithful. And, and there's such a, you know, I'm looking around and looking at, you know, different marriages here and different people that are married and thinking, you know, you know how that is when you can look at your spouse and look them in the eye and, and trust. When they're telling you the truth, you know that they're telling you the truth. And there's something about that that brings such strength. You're like, Wow. Because I think back at, you know, my past relationships and how un, uneasy it was when you, you're looking that person in the eye like, are they really telling me the truth? And the heaviness that comes with that. Who can find a virtuous wife? Well, one of her qualities, she's going to be trustworthy. She's going to be faithful. You, you can trust her. But I also want to point out with this, because I believe specifically what this is talking about is, is finances, though. It's very interesting. Notice what it says. So he will have no lack of gain. This is talking about, you know, financially. So she's, you, she's trustworthy with the finances, or she doesn't put an extra burden on the family because she's a, you know, shopaholic or something like that. I mean, it's, she's, you know, she's to be trusted. She's, she's not out, you know, spending the monies that are made on, on, on things that are, that are not needed for the household. Another thing, you know, I'm so blessed with my wife with that. You know, she's, I'd have to say she's like the bargain queen. I mean, she's Scottish. And I mean, she's Scottish. Right down to the bone. She's Scottish. She will not buy. I don't care. We'll go sometimes to the store and we'll find something that she likes, a pair of shoes or something like that. And she'll look at the price there. She'll go, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, honey, they look really nice on you. She said, no, I will not pay that for these shoes. She goes, that's okay. They'll go on sale. And she'll wait. She won't buy it. And it's a wonderful thing. And, you know, there's times I'm, I'm trying to talk her into buying things. And she's like, no, no, I won't buy it. So trustworthy, but also trustworthy and faithful with finances. And again, she's not putting a heavy burden. You know, I, I've seen marriages where there's, uh, the wife put, puts a heavy burden financially on the household. And she has high expectations. The husband needs to be making all kinds of money because she needs to drive this or she has to have that or she has to... And it, and it puts a, a heavy strain on the household and it's, it's not a virtue. It's not being a virtuous wife. So, verse 12. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So our key word, if you can, she's loyal to her husband. She does him good. She's loyal. Key word. She does him good and not evil. Did you notice all the days of her life? She's always doing him good. She's always looking out for his good. She's always looking out to help him. And I, I feel, you know, as I was going through my notes, I'm thinking, you know, I, I hope you guys are, you know, it's, I'm not going to brag too much on my wife, but I just can't help it. I, she's like my biggest cheerleader. She does me good all the days of my life. It's almost like I see you know, my life, but in my singleness, the Lord brought me to you know, as far as he could bring me. And I, and I want you, you know, please follow this. But 
with the, the, the wife that the, the Lord called to come alongside and for us to, to minister together. I mean, it's like the Lord just used it in just a, a huge way by her being in my life. Because she's, again, my biggest cheerleader, the biggest, you know, but it, don't get me wrong. When I do something wrong or say something wrong, she'll be the first one to tell me. She does me good. She doesn't just pat me on the back and, oh, that was good. And then she's telling everyone, that was terrible, you know. It doesn't work that way at all. She critiques me. She tells me that. No, you shouldn't have did that. Joe, you went way too long with that message. Or whatever it is, she'll, she'll tell me. But what a blessing. And for those, again, that are single and just to, you know, to things to look forward to and to, you know, be able to be loyal and, and do good for that person. I, I can say we've been married just over 12 years and I, I can look back and say, she, my wife has never done anything evil to me in 12 years. Never. Ever. Talk about, you know, you say, well, you know, he has my back or she has my back. She has my back. And there's not a knife in her hand either. She's loyal. Verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. So she's hardworking. She's a willing worker. Well, if you know my wife, you know that to be true. Verse 14. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She's a good manager. She looks for bargains. She'll even bring food from afar, from overseas, if it will save the family some money. So great quality. She manages the household well. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She puts others first before herself. She's others-minded. So if you're taking note, she you know, she's, you know, puts others first. Our sinful nature, we're selfish. I don't know if you figured that out or not. Before Christ, before you knew Jesus Christ, we're all, we, we have a selfishness. We're, we're selfish. Where it's me, it's self. It's, you know, me, 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 me. What do I get? And it's such an awesome thing when, when, the Lord Jesus Christ comes and lives inside of you by his Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you know, if hopefully this happens to every one of you. His Holy Spirit starts prompting you and says, I want you to go pray for that person. I want you to go talk to that person. I want you to go help that person. I want you to do this and I want you to... And all of a sudden, it's no longer me, me, me. And I, I want to encourage anybody that's here that's self-focused. It'll kill you. It's the old nature, selfishness, self-focus. Every, and, and we can even, as Christians, get into that rut of just like being so self-focused. You know, everything's about you. I remember my sister telling me, you know, before I knew Christ, you know, she used to tell me, you know, I, was, I was probably one of the most conceited, you know, persons in the world. You know, and she, would, she just would crack up. You know, she'd say, you know, we're at church singing, you know, and she says, I can hear you singing. It's all about me instead of, you know, because it's just so self-focused. And I was always so, you know, so prideful. 
And that's something we have to fight with. But a, a virtuous person is, is others-minded. And, and I just want to exhort anybody here that's, you know, you're in a rut or you're in depression or you're in oppression. You know, one of the best things to do to get out of depression and oppression is to get your eyes off yourself and put your eyes on others and minister to others. See where you're gifted and, and use the gifts that God's called you to, to, to use. And all of a sudden, your, your problems start going away. Somebody gave me uh, Philippians chapter 2 before I was married, and it's a good friend of ours. And he said, you know what, if you, you, know, you want a strong marriage, he says, read Philippians 2. And I just want to read this to you. Philippians 2, 3, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness, lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. When Jesus Christ came to the earth, he considered others, obviously. He considered you above himself, and he went to the cross. Let's look at it again, if we can, please. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservant. I like to look at that also spiritually. She rises while it's yet night and she provides spiritual food for her household and for her servants. That's even more important than the, the physical is that that's spiritual. Don't you love when you, you spend time, you, you know, your time with the Lord and, and then you go to work or you go wherever, you know, you're out and about and the, the very thing that you were, you know, the Lord was speaking to you about or the, 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 the portion of scripture, you know, just comes alive and then you're ministering, you're using that exact verse and it's just like, I love when that happens. And I, I see that in here where she gets up early and she, she gets a word from the Lord and she's able to have food for her family, for her kids and it's so important. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. We don't have a vineyard at our house. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> She's industrious. She spends her money wisely again. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She's strong. She's not afraid to work. I believe also spiritually, she's spiritually strong. She's you know, able to handle the lot spiritually because she spends time with the Lord. She's spiritually strong. Verse 19, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. Basically, she's skillful. She works, again, with her hands. The distaff and spindle, she... She uses her hands to, to spin, you know, to make clothes. And, you know, she makes her own clothes. As funny as I was putting this together, I said, honey, do you make your own clothes? <laughs> she says, no, I used to, but I don't have time for that anymore. She makes her own clothes. So she's skillful. She works with her hands again. She extends her, her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's charitable. She's giving a great quality. 
I look at this sometimes when a person's hardworking, when they're industrious, when they're, they're helping others, and then they, check this out, don't, don't lose this. This is, as you think through this, when you're like that, and I've done this before, and then there's those around you that are, you know, they're not the same way, and we can look down on them, like, why are they so lazy? Or why don't, you know, we can, you know, but not the virtuous woman. She, she doesn't look down. Those that are less fortunate or those that are maybe not able to work at all, you know, she's charitable. She gives to them. So, so that quality. And, and again, sometimes if you're such a hard worker and you're so industrious, you have that tendency to always look down like, what are these bunch of lazy bums doing around here? They're, you know, and they have that attitude, but not her. She's, she helps those and she looks for those that are not able to work. She helps the poor, so she's charitable. Verse 21, she's not afraid of snow for her household. We don't get too much of that around here, do we? For all her household is clothed with scarlet. She's a provider. She provides clothes for all her household. She thinks ahead when she knows the winter is coming, snow's coming, so she's not afraid of that. She just, uh, I wonder, when does this woman get any time to sleep is what I'm wondering <laughs> Wow. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She dresses well, for key words. She dresses well. But also I believe this is talking about she dresses modestly. She's a nice dresser. But she also, she's, you notice, you know, her covering where it talks about here. Um, she dresses, you know, in a modest way. Very important, the balance to, you can get some that are, you know, there's a, there's a sweet balance, I think, with dressing well, looking nice, but also modest on top of it. And, it, and the balance is, I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world, you know, that, you know, the women that, that dress that way, it's just phenomenal. But, I mean, you can go to some where they're just, you know, the other extreme. I don't know how, you know, the modest where it's just like they're, it's like they even stand out in that way because it's like they got, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should just forget that one, right? Maybe just, just pass that one up. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about, okay? But I, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll go for it, you know? I just, <laughs> for an exaggeration, Okay. You know, like their clothes up past their ears or then down past the flip. They're tripping over their clothes because they're, and it's just, it's all bulky and, you know, just something like, you know, just overly where it's, that's not the picture we have here. We have a picture that she dresses very nice and she, and she, you know, she has a covering and she, she covers herself. She looks, you know, she, she dresses well. It's funny, even today we were at the post office, my wife and I. And the lady at the post office, she, she was commenting on what my wife was wearing. She goes, man, she goes, she goes, I love your blouse or your shirt. And she goes, oh, thank you. She goes, you make that look so nice. And she was going, and she's just going on and on and on. I'm like, we walked out there. I go, honey, was she okay? Does she, <laughs> she, she was just overly, overly sweet. So, dresses nice, looks well, modest. Verse 23. Her husband is known, and this is my favorite verse right here. <laughs> is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She's a wife of a good husband, one who's respected by others. The reason why this is my favorite verse, did you notice? The husband sits 
among the elders while she does all the work. Did you notice that? And it's biblical. No. He he sits in the gates, meaning he's most likely one of the judges of the city or a leader of the city. So he's a very hard worker. He's very well respected. So she's her husband is uh, well known. He's a good husband. Verse 24. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. She's a good businesswoman. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She's honorable. She's clothed with honor. She's clothed again with strength. The throne of mercy. It's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come to Your throne of mercy, it's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our.